you need to always exercise your brain. And I'm gonna give you five terms that you should know if you're even considering getting into the stock market game. My name is Andres, this is the Strong Family Money Show. Today? What's up guys, my name is Andres. This is a Strong Family Money Show where we show fathers how to, how to improve their fitness, their finances, and their family. We share information that I've gathered uh, throughout the years of uh, researching and compiling uh, things that I wanted to improve in my life and I thought it would be uh, the easiest way to not only record everything I've learned but also share with others who have the same questions is to put it on this channel. So two things today. First is a tip that will help you for in the long run. So you've heard me say more than once that you know life is you know you play it for the long game. You take strategic steps to get quick gains but your planning should always be for the long term and what's going to happen in the future. So in order to do that you have to use your brain a lot, right? You have to think, plan, tack when you have to, retreat when you have to, and if you have a cloudy, cloudy mind, if you have a mind that isn't up to snuff, if it's not exercised, and yes, you have to exercise your mind, which is what this tip's all about, you may not make the correct decision, or you may make the correct decision, but not at the right time. You may be too late to the game. So you always have to do something to exercise your brain. You gotta make yourself think and use your brain so that it can stay sharp. You can decide if that's a hobby. You can decide if that's a different job. You can decide if that's an extra job. But if you know, you're, you have to find a way to make sure your brain is in the best condition it can be in. You, you do that with diet, you do that with exercise. Yes, you do that with exercise, but you can you also do it by putting it through its paces. So you can say, you know, a lot of people do the crossword puzzles or do some sort of puzzle on a regular basis. And yes, it's fun and yes, it may help them relax, but what they're ultimately doing is giving their brain an exercise so that they can stay sharp throughout their life. So you can find a hobby and it doesn't have to be a quote unquote intellectual hobby. It can be, you know, woodworking because when you woodwork, you have to plan what you're going to do. You have to make sure you're using everything correctly. So you have to be engaged in what you're doing. You know, it can be some sort of puzzle, like a crossword puzzle, people like Sudoku and stuff like that. Or it could be, you know, you're volunteering at an organization where you have to be involved and complete something where you're in charge of something where you have a responsibility. So it's it's not technically your job, but you are responsible. People expect you to fulfill certain tasks. So you wanna make sure you have something on a regular basis you use to exercise your mind. Because, and I, and I know I've gone, you know, not to the, an extreme case, but I know I've gone through periods and it was actually right before I started doing all this stuff of, of collecting all this information. I, prior to that, prior to anything, well, actually for the longest time, whatever that moment of time is, you know, I really did no, no reading, no outside activities. I went to work and I came home and would veg out and really didn't do much of anything outside of what was expected of me at work. That 
really made me made my mind really fuzzy. Uh, it really made me made it difficult to concentrate because you know there was a long time uh, between tasks that I did not do anything with my head. So it wasn't until I took a step back and said, well, what can I do to improve this? So what I started doing was I started reading a lot, anything that I kept my, could get my hands on. Prior to that, I was not a reader. I didn't read anything, but I decided, you know, in order for me to make, you know, to sharpen my mind, I would um, read a lot to exercise it. Then I started doing uh, research when I started getting into shape and, you know, collecting all that information and, and organizing it was, you know, not only a benefit to what happened to me inside the gym, but outside the gym as well. And then I started putting together all these websites and blogs and blogs and that took a lot of planning and, and execution and that started getting me even sharper in the brain. I cannot explain to you what the mechanism is that causes that other than you're putting you're always at a high level you're always thinking about what comes next you're always thinking about what needs to be completed in a certain amount of time but exercising just like exercising your body you know you need to do it on a regular basis for a long period of time for you to uh, get any benefits out of it so because things happen to your brain just because of aging you want to make sure that you get to have an activity that you can use so you can say you know i did everything in my ability to keep my mind sharp and you know whatever happens to me later is a result of things that are out of my control so you don't want to get to your older years and be in a condition where you're mentally incapacitated when there are things that you can do to prevent that from happening to begin with so find yourself a hobby or something to do that will take care of your mental capacity, exercising your brain, uh, making sure that you're sharp for as long as you can be because you know we want to make sure that in our older years we are able to enjoy them and aren't just being taken care of by others if we could have prevented it before we got there. That's the first one. So next five tips, I have five terms. So if you're ever considering getting into the stock market or trading or even if you're just going to do a 401k investment strategy, you need to know the terms that are involved in doing so. So in, instead of, and I have 15 terms here, instead of inundating you with all 15 terms at a time, I'm just going to share five at a time. So you can then, you know, I'll give you a you know definition of what I consider them to be. And then you can go research them on your own. I would suggest putting these in a notebook somewhere so you can gather all this information. So first, so when you when, so when you buy a stock, so the first term is buy. When you when you buy a stock, you take a position in, in the company. You are now they use your money to do things in the company with it. So technically, whatever small amount of stock you own, you have some influence in the company, however small it is. So, but there are only a finite number of stocks out there so their total volume does not change their float does not change so and i've already given you two other ones but we'll, we'll define those later so you cannot they cannot well, they can but most of the time it is not easy for the company to just make stock out of nowhere because then that dilutes the other stockholders position in the company in order to buy a stock there has to be someone that's willing to sell their stock and that transaction is takes place when you put out your bid price so you you say i want to buy a stock and i'm going to bid this amount now there it's a zero sum transaction so on the other side of that there needs to be someone that's willing to sell their stock 
and they want to ask this much for it. So those are four terms. So there's the, the buy, where you take a position in a company. There's the sell, where you want to give up your position. And in order to buy the stock to get your position, you have to bid a certain amount. And there has to be someone on the other side of the equation that is selling their stock that is asking for that same amount, okay? So you have to then wait for that to happen. And you know, in the current stock market and how things worked out, that time frame is really small. But the spread between what you're bidding and what they're asking is called the bid-ask spread. So if someone's asking for to sell their stock for $11, they have to wait for somebody to bid that amount to buy it for the same amount. If everyone is bidding 10, that dollar spread needs to be resolved before the transaction can take place. But like I said, because everything happens so fast now, that time really doesn't take much. In the, old, in the olden days, when everything was calling to your broker, then there has to be, you know, I want to buy this stock at this price, then your stockbroker, you know, had that on their sheet, and then they would then go out and look for somebody who's willing to sell to at that ask price. So the bid and the ask have to be the same. And that transaction took however long it did for your broker to find that transaction to complete. So like now, everything happens so quick. Everyone thinks that, you know, once I, I'm going to buy it, you know, there's always going to be someone out there willing to sell their stock at that price. But there are just so many transactions going on that you just... You know, you just happen to fall into the right place at the right time and you get to buy the stock at your bid price because there's someone selling the stock for the exact same ask price. So there you go, two tips, five terms. In my other two videos coming up, I'll do five more in each video. By the end, you'll have 15 terms that you can use to then go off and study more about investing in the stock market or actually, you know, even how your 401k works. My name is Andres. This is the Strong Family Money Show. Our sponsor for today's episode is freshcoffee805.com. Without them, we couldn't make this show possible. Please go visit them. We're a small local here in Oxnard um, craft coffee roaster. We roast and deliver coffee within days of roasting it. Give us a visit, freshcoffee805.com. I'm also a real estate agent here in Ventura County. If you have questions regarding real estate, how the market is, the process, email me at andres at strongfamilymoney.com. I can send you a link to my webinar that I'm gonna have coming up here pretty soon. I have an ebook of first time home buying up on Amazon. The link will be below also, as long as it links to all my other books I have on Amazon. Like I said, my name's Andres. This is a Strong Family Money Show. Thanks for watching, and I'll talk to you guys next time.